A little tear in my eye this morning, Nelly. Just a single tear going down my cheek right now. Mm, mm, mm. Just give it time. Soon enough, it'll be full waterworks. <laughs> I'm not crying yet. Besides the one tear, I'll be crying. You set the over under at what? Three, three weeks? weeks. And what would that over under be, Rowdy? What's the over under of three weeks no for? No college football season. No college football season. Why do we say well three weeks? No college football season. Why are we playing taps? Well, 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 well. Well, let me just read this for you right here. The Big Ten announced yesterday oh, that they're moving to a conference-only schedule for 2020. That means the Badgers won't be playing Notre Dame. Uh, the big one we we're all looking forward to uh, for Lambeau Field, obviously. It means <laughs> it means the Badgers won't host Southern Illinois. It also means Appalachian State. Won't be coming to town. Rowdy, it means... Uh, I don't even know what it means besides... I don't even know what the schedule's going to look like anymore. The Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren... How'd you like to be that guy? He came, His first year on the job, dude. Yikes. He came out to say that... Uh, it still doesn't guarantee there's going to be football. Or sports in the fall. Because all fall sports have been canceled. Yeah, and, and say it does happen... Like you said, what's that schedule going to look like? Are they just going to have off weeks where you had non-conference opponents? Yeah, I have no idea. Or I, do you move everything up? I have no idea what that schedule is going to look like. That schedule is going to look very, very bizarre. I have no idea. No clue. What do you do? How, are you going to be playing like a couple teams multiple times? Are you going to play in a couple? Like, What are you going to do? I have no clue. But yeah, what do you think? Big Ten comes out. Oh, yeah, folks. I... Well, this officially makes uh, Becker and I's bet null and void. Oh, I, I remember because you and Mike Becker, one of our friends here on the show, have a bet it was Wisconsin's win total, right? Would win at least nine games. Nine games. I actually have a revised Big Ten win total. This guy comes from the editor-in-chief of the Athletic for College Football, uh, Big J. Stuart Mandel is actually readjusted. He says... Here are your revised Big Ten win totals from the sportsbook uh, Sports Betting Dime based on a 10-game schedule of conference only. Ohio State over-under is at 8. Penn State and Wisconsin tied at 7.5. Michigan at 5.5. Indiana 4.5. That's also tied off Iowa at 4.5. Also Minnesota, also Northwestern. Illinois three and a half, Nebraska three and a half, Purdue three and a half, Maryland and Michigan State at two and a half, and Rutgers over under win total is set at one. Oof. <laughs> what do you think of first of all, what do you think of Ohio State at eight? And then Penn State, Wisconsin and Penn State and Wisconsin tied at seven and a half. I don't know. Have they really watched Ohio State in the last few years? feel like eight's extremely low. I know. If you're doing it, this is based on a 10-game regular season schedule, and Ohio State's over-under is set at eight. Do you really think that Ohio State would lose three times where you would lose that bet? I, I, no, I don't. I don't think so at all. Do you? No. I feel like Ohio State would go like, I feel like nine and be, one or ten and all. It would be, yeah, it would be hard for me to find two losses for Ohio State, which if it's eight and a 10-game schedule, you would get a push. Let me ask you, though, how about Rutgers at one? Rutgers over under win total one. 
Who's who's brave enough to take the under, or who's brave enough to take the over? I think I'd <laughs> one. I'd definitely be more inclined to take the Ohio State over than the Rutgers over of one. I think that should be a Twitter poll. What would you rather take, Ohio State over eight or Rutgers over one? Rutgers will have ten shots at winning. Well, I guess they'd have to win. Well, you get a push at one because it's not one and a half or a half. It's one. Yeah, but what are two teams that they could actually beat? <laughs> I don't know. Maryland, maybe. Like all those bottom feeders that are, are a lot better usually than on the bottom. Like Illinois has gotten better. Yes, they have. Maryland's we not. Saw, you found that out the hard way last year with Wisconsin. Maryland's not good. They're not good, but they're better but than they're Rutgers. better than Rutgers. Michigan State's at two and a half. What do you th- is it just because of the new coaching regime? Yeah, and wasn't I think they don't quote me on this, but I think they didn't have the best recruiting season. Two and a half at Michigan State, though. Rebuilding, I guess. And they had all those scandals, dude. How would you like to be? Yeah, they did have a lot of scandals. How would you like to be uh, Scott Frost and you're in a a win? Do you think Scott Frost is in a win or get fired year? No, three and a half. Okay, how'd you like to be Jim Harbaugh? Isn't that a maybe? Is that a winner get fired year? He's set right now at five and a half wins. Yeah, that's for, pretty, for Michigan. That's pretty tough, right? Is that a, is yeah. it a sixth year now? I'm not exactly sure how long he's been there, but he's been there long enough. Long enough to know better. He hasn't beaten Ohio State yet. He hasn't beaten teams ranked a, better than his team. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Um, he struggled in games where he's not the favorite. Yeah, he was hired to do what, Rowdy? That was the. Win the Big Ten, beat Ohio State, right? Yeah, and basically bring Michigan back to a national championship. Yeah. All right, he started in 2015. You're, you're Jim Harbaugh. You're five years in, and now you're readjusted over-under win total is set at five and a half, and you're Jim Harbaugh, and you were brought in to beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten, and you're five and a half. Ohio State at eight, I'd take the over. Wisconsin at seven and a half, ten, based on a 10-game schedule, Rowdy. Just... Conference only. We don't know how it's going to look yet. But Wisconsin, 10 games, over under, 7.5. What do you do? What do you do, Rowdy? Pop quiz, hotshot. What do you do? Man, I'd really have to look at the schedule. Well, we don't. We can't because there really isn't one right well, now. Well, it would still be the conference <laughs> games that they played. It would. So you know the teams. 7.5. I think the best bet is Ohio State over 8. Man, seven and a half. That's looking at their conference games. That's a pretty good line. Because I thought they'd have a for sure seven. Just looking at it now. Back to this uh, seven and a half over under win total for Wisconsin. What are you going to say about knowing their conference games? Well, I just looking at their schedule real quick. I think they have a a good seven wins in them. That's why that seven and a half is a pretty good line. But do they have an eighth? Do they have eight? What about Penn State seven and a half? Who's more likely to win eight games, Penn State or Wisconsin, in a ten-game regular season schedule? You're really putting me on the spot here. I don't. All right, don't it's, er- know it's Penn early. It's early. schedule. It's early, Rowdy. It's early. Well, I'll give you some time. Let's just react to what happened yesterday, though. Yes, Wisconsin is not going to be playing Notre Dame. They're not going to be playing any of their non-conference schedule. And you made you brought up a really good point before we got in these airwaves, Rowdy. You you set aside that gambling for a second, and let's talk a little bit about. Okay, they're not going to play Southern Illinois. They're not going to play Appalachian State, and they're not going to play Notre Dame. Yeah, all non-conference, obviously. 
Southern Illinois and Notre Dame. Remind remind me again of how where is Notre Dame? Well, Notre Dame's obviously in Indiana, South Bend. And who are the Badgers playing their first game of the season? Indiana at home. Indiana. But the thing is, where's Notre Dame from? South Bend is not too much farther than Chicago. It's right around the loop. Yeah. So that distance isn't very far if you're looking to stay close, obviously. And then you have um, Southern Illinois, which pretty self-explanatory, right? It's in Southern (laughs) Southern Illinois. Illinois. (laughs) That's much closer than going to Maryland. Yes. And then if you look at Appalachian State, who would be coming to Madison, I believe that's out in North Carolina. I'd have to check that. So I get that. That'd be halfway across the United States, right? Yeah. But still, you're going to Maryland for a game. What's that's the same distance. <laughs> I know, I don't I don't I don't get it. Like some of it I understand why they don't want to, you know, have Appalachian State is in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay, it's the same distance. It was at Boone. It's in Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian State, the Mountaineers. The distances Okay, they non-conference. They want to control of who can come in and yada yada yada, and a lot of these and the travel and the travel, which I understand. But okay, let's be let's be realistic here. Some of the travel, like if you're playing Maryland, that's going to Maryland's a lot farther than having to play Southern Illinois. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. What's the difference? That's why that's why it didn't make sense, and that's why. Not like the SEC and other conferences like that haven't canceled non-conference games. Yeah. The Big Ten came out, decided to, I guess, get ahead of it and uh, canceled non-conference games. But does it really make that much sense? And then say every single conference follows suit. Who does Notre Dame play? Do they play Navy? Because they're not in a conference. Do they play Army? (laughs) And then that's their season? (laughs) Two games and they're like, all right, see ya. Like, what are they going to do? I have no idea. And here's the other thing to think about. All right, so Wisconsin. Or or how about this? Because this would probably be the most likely. Big Ten starts it. It's a domino effect, right? But who's the one conference to hold out and say absolutely not? SEC. SEC. And Notre Dame has to play all SEC schools. Get trucked. they do not like it. No. (laughs) They would be pissed. They would be not happy. But Notre Dame just said, all right, we're shutting it down then. Screw screw you guys. Screw you guys. I'm going ham. Do a little Cartman. Yeah, well, that's not fair. <sighs> Ski, you guys. Uh, okay, so Notre Dame. It doesn't. Some of this just doesn't make sense. I understand when when you when you look at it from a long ways away. When you look at it from a long ways away, you're like, okay, we got to limit travel. We got to limit who they play. Uh, you know, cross country. So we're gonna go conference only schedule. Notre Dame is closer than Maryland. Notre Dame is is is, clo- is 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 just as close as a bunch of these schools, Rowdy. What if it's about travel? Well, I mean, if you're really looking at it, Notre Dame is probably closer than Indiana who's got to travel to Madison. Yes. It's closer than Michigan who's got to tra- or who Wisconsin has to travel to Michigan. It'd be closer than Maryland. And I mean, we can get out the map quest here and check it out. Yeah, it obviously would be closer than Nebraska. Yeah, we'll get out Google Maps and we'll get the mileage down for you. But Notre Dame is a lot closer travel-wise than a lot of these other schools in conference and you're probably, that are still going to be playing. And you're probably splitting hairs between Notre Dame and Purdue and 
Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Badgers playing Illinois, right? Okay, well, how about you just go a tiny bit farther and go to, or I should say they're coming here, southern Illinois. Yeah, because Champa- <laughs> Champaign is pretty much in the middle of the state. Yeah. What's the what's the, what's the, what's a couple what's a couple 50 60 100 more miles? Doesn't so make sense. The best part is that it was announced yesterday is Northwestern and Wisconsin will not be playing at Wrigley Field, correct? On the north side of Chicago. Correct. But they'll be playing at Evans or Ryan's Field in Evanston. Correct. Which is just outside of Chicago. What's right around the loop from Chicago? South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense, Rowdy. Are, are we taking crazy pills? Like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Are we? Are we dreaming right now? Do, are you awake? I'm. A, I'm awake. I slap myself. I'm awake. I'm not dreaming. Man, I've wished we were dreaming since like January. This is it's a terrible dream, by the way. <laughs> and it's a long one. <laughs> it's a long one. My God, just wake up. Revise Big Ten win totals based on a 10-game conference schedule. I just tweeted this poll out. I want to see what people say. But before I tell you what the poll is and the over-under win totals in the Big Ten, our sports director, Zach Heilprin, just had his own poll out, actually. I retweeted it at the Zone account, at Zone Madison. How many games do you expect to see the Badgers play this fall? And Zach's options are no games, they'll play some games, or a full season. And right now, almost 200 votes in for Zach's poll. 60.3% say the Badgers will play no games this fall. Do you think Zach put the full season option in there jokingly because it's already not a full season since they took away non-conference? <laughs> I don't know if he's joking around or not, but I think he's maybe saying a full season as in the 10-game conference-only schedule, which I'd love to see how this all plays out because – Barry Alvarez just had in this letter that we just read that uh, they don't know what it's going to look like. All right, so what do you guys think? Full season, as in the 10-game schedule, no season, or some games? Yeah, I already voted in the poll. I voted some games. RJ? Zero. No games? No games. I voted they'll play some games. Because I'm trying to be optimistic, I'm trying to be like my guy, Big Mike, I'm full of hope. I'm I'm the captain of hope. So yeah. He's a shining light in my dark and dreary life. I'm trying to be hopeful here. They'll play some games, and my reasoning for some games, which might be the same as Nelson's, I'm not sure, but Nelson, correct me if I'm wrong in my reasoning, is that they'll start the season and then they'll shut it down because of COVID. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I'm thinking. They'll play a f- two, three weeks, however many they actually get to. They'll have a you know a big spike from a certain team or teams. Everyone will freak out, and they will shut it down. Yes. Hey, all right, so the poll I put out, but before I tell you what it is, OB, what's up, OB, at Fly the L. Love the Twitter handle, by the way. Fly the LLL, my man, OB. Two weeks away from being able to fly it. That's right. July 24th, when the Brewers go to Miller South, or as some call it, Wrigley Field, the Cubs will fly that L. OB says, the Badgers know how to social distance already. Just look at the '80s. You could sit wherever you wanted. <laughs> RJ, when they you have start, the model, when, yeah, they'd have the model. When you started going to Badger games, was it a full stadium? Nope. So there you go. You're used to it. I could walk sections before I ran into <laughs> Sec- somebody. Sections, <laughs> and you still enjoyed yourself, right? Yeah, I wa- I watched football. 
So I mean, they already got it. They said they already got the model. RJ yeah. experienced it. He lived through it. I lived through less than 20% RJ's of the stadium being filled. RJ's already got it. People who watched the Badgers during the 70s lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> we have. We got, we got people listening right now have lived through it. You guys have already experienced it. Yeah. Would you say that you and people like you that experienced those 70s and 80s are technically more qualified to handle this? Yeah, than Barry, shouldn't you be? Than Barry Alvarez because he's actually never seen these type of stadiums? Shouldn't you be sure in the front? He, shouldn't he, you he be took in over in 1990 when people were still like, yeah, I ain't going to go watch that. Aren't <laughs> you? You should be in the short list to get in first. Right? Because you've already you already know how to do it. I know how you've to just done it. stay in one space. They should hire you as an usher yeah, and watch it, the game. <laughs> you're no, the event staff. That means I, I can't mean, pay attention. You're like a roving event staff. You're like, <laughs> you're like hey, you're a little too close here. You're, you get a section over, all right? That is not Don Mortonero seating. Come when on, I was here over. as a kid, I could. You, no, you're too no. close. <laughs> 30 years ago? You're not so RJ, back there. when you were doing it, I bet you could get a scalp ticket back for like cheap. You were doing it, dude. People were probably giving away tickets. Now, like, ah. now if you want to get into a socially distanced stadium, you've already done it. They are probably giving away tickets. Now, if you want to <laughs> get in there, it's to the highest bidder. Oh yeah, it'd be like thousand bucks. Yeah, uh, you're like, damn it, for Indiana. Yeah, uh. RJ, you could do this. Back in my day, Sonny, they would give away tickets to these things. How long ago was that, Mister? Thirty years ago. 30 years. <laughs> huh? <laughs> and now it's like. Well, now kids growing up are like, back in my day, you had to pay $1,000 to get into an empty stadium. Back in my day, you could still get into the Kohl Center for a state finals wrestling match. Just throw a nickel at them and you're in? (laughs) That was in February. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so my poll here that I just put out at Zone Madison on Twitter, this goes with a gambling side of things. So there were revised Big Ten win totals on a 10-game schedule. Ohio State leads the way at over-under eight wins. Wisconsin and Penn State at seven and a half. Michigan, tough scene for Jim Harbaugh. Michigan's at five and a half. Indiana, Iowa, Minnesota, and Northwestern all at four and a half for over-under win totals. Illinois, Nebraska, Purdue at three and a half. Maryland at two and a half, as well as Michigan State at two and a half. And at the bottom for the over-under win totals, the the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, their over-under win total is set at one. Take the over. Who is brave enough to take the over of Rutgers over under of one game? Me. RJ, you are? I'll take the over. So I put the uh, poll out at Zone Madison. Revised Big Ten win totals on a 10-game conference schedule have come up from Vegas. Which bet would you rather take? And there's four options. Over Ohio State's eight wins. Wisconsin's over of seven and a half. Wisconsin under seven and a half. Or your final option, Rutgers. Over one win. Well, I got to look at Rutgers football schedule. Who is brave I, enough to take? I, get much I would actually put a decent amount down on Ohio State over eight wins. What about Rutgers over one win? Okay, so you or are you saying, or would you rather do Rutgers under? Ohio State, <sighs> Illinois, Purdue, Indiana, Nebraska, Maryland, Michigan, and Michigan State and Penn State. Ooh, who is uh, who's brave enough to take the Rutgers over of one? I will. You know what? I kind of I'm I'm feeling it too. From a guy that bet on Rutgers last year and the last couple years, and it's been a big deal on this show. I don't know going to touch that. You you were betting spreads though for a team that hasn't covered in like five years. But you won that bet, didn't you? Yep. They quote unquote dismantled Liberty. <laughs> Liberty, Liberty, Liberty and, got dismantled. And Hugh Freeze from the what was the score of that his, game from, from his uh, hospital bed. <laughs> 
Why was right. Hugh Freeze? I'll never forget when they cut to the camera of Hugh Freeze coaching from his hospital bed, giving the thumbs up in the in the stand. In no, the like, stand, he's the, like, oh. yeah, press box. Not not yeah, in the press box, not in a, a hospital, but they yeah. Took I mean, the but bed. he's in the oh. hospital bed, laying Rutgers, down. Rutgers is bad. With a thumbs up. But oh. are they gonna really lose to Liberty with the coach in a hospital bed? Come on, <laughs> come on now. Oh, with the thumbs up, I'm here. Who's brave enough to take Rutgers over? Of one, RJ is. I am. I'll do it. Nelson's Nelson. I'm not saying you're not brave. I'm just. You're saying you're not I going th- to. I think one might be the number. They won by ten against Liberty. Yeah. Oh, that was a dismantling. All right. Yeah, that's a dismantling. That's a dismantling. What is the final score? <laughs> you obviously don't watch 44, much Rutgers 34. football. Forty-four. That's a dismantling, no doubt. Yeah, of yeah, biblical I, proportions. Obviously, you don't watch much Rutgers football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many people watch much Rutgers football. Rutgers. One. What's all right? What's a smarter bet? That's maybe what I should have done. A smarter bet. Ohio State over eight wins or Rutgers over one win. Ohio State over eight. <laughs> Look at this Ohio State schedule and tell me where you find three losses. Because if it's eight, are they playing Purdue this year? They are not. Are they playing Iowa this year? Here, I'll I'll read them off. <laughs> but if you have to have oh, three and, and read where they are, I'd like to yes, know that. If you have to find three losses to actually lose the bet. Two, yeah. you'll get the push and you'll get your money back. Rutgers win at home. Iowa at home. Yeah. If it was at Iowa. Wait, wait. This is Rutgers schedule? No, this, this is Ohio, Ohio, State. Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Win. At Michigan State. Win. Win. At Penn State. Win. Yeah. Yeah, win. win. Nebraska Ohio's. at home. Win. <laughs> Sorry, Scott Frost. Indiana at home. Win. Win. At Maryland. Win. win. At Illinois. Win. win. Home against Michigan. Win. Win. I don't see how they. <laughs> <laughs> the only one maybe Penn State on the road. Yeah, maybe. But they. Still but it's have, Ohio State. They still have one more game to add from the other division. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Ohio State at and eight. If you add eight? anybody from the other division, still, it's it's going to be a win. I'm sorry, even. There's no Wisconsin way you can come up with three on. losses on that Ohio State. The no. worst case scenario is they lose a game and then they somehow lose some. To yeah. a lower tier well, team, and, those, and you sit there with a push. Those win totals will change again once they figure out who the tenth team on the conference schedules will be. Doesn't matter. Give me Ohio no, State I at know, nine. But, right, but you know, I'm, I'm depending on who that is. Those numbers will change once again. Um, so Rutgers will probably go to one and a half at when, so, when the tenth team is announced for each schedule. So you're saying taking Ohio State over eight wins isn't brave at all. But no. taking the over of Rutgers one is probably the bravest bet you could make. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, what the return on that is. Did you, can we can we look at Rutgers schedule? I come have back? it up right, All right now. We'll, we'll talk about it next. Now the schedule is probably going to change a little bit. We don't know exactly what it is, but because uh, well, in the letter Barry Elverson is like, we're not sure what's going to happen, but we're going to go with what we have right now. And I think I saw Zach tweet out that it's going to be a who front, Yeah, front loaded uh, with your division. Okay, so. I, I maybe the uh, you know the well, yeah, opposite we'll, we'll division games will change, so sure. maybe Wisconsin won't play Maryland. Yeah, uh, and they'll keep it kind of close, but I mean that'll be hard with East and West. We'll see what happens. You want me um, to run down the Rutgers schedule real quick? Yeah, really quick, and then we'll do news of the weird so we can think about it. <laughs> because Rutgers over under win total is one. one. <laughs> At Ohio State, loss, loss, home against Illinois. Ooh, yeah, that's maybe. That's the that's, push. That's the maybe. At Purdue. Purdue's getting better. I go with Purdue. Purdue. At Purdue. Home home against Indiana. I like Indiana. 
Mm. Home against Nebraska. Oof, I don't, oh. Come on, guys. Nebraska's not that bad. Okay. I, they're not Rutgers bad, so yeah, I'll go Nebraska. At Maryland. That's to his little brother taking over. I got I, I might got go I might go a win there for Rutgers. <laughs> Home against Michigan. Michigan I got six and one right now. Or at, one and six. At Michigan State. One and seven. Michigan State's supposed to be really bad though. They they're two and a half over under win total. It's but in, they're not but they're in, not Rutgers bad. It's in yeah. East Lansing and it'd be at the end of the season, so and they're Michigan not, State can kind of get it yeah. together. And they're not Rutgers bad. And then at home against Penn State. One and eight. I have with Okay, that. I maybe have two and you have one and eight? Yeah. I well, maybe you, have you two put and seven. Nebraska over on that other side. I have zero guaranteed wins in that. I'm brave enough to do the over the over of one. Yeah, I'll bet. At least the I'll over. get a push if they beat Maryland. I, I don't have to put a lot of money down, but if they get the over, I'm guessing that is like a plus. I mean, they're three fifty co- or something like that. So I'll take they're it. They're gonna have the best coach they've had in Greg Schiano since Greg Schiano left. Yeah, and I think didn't they get a couple of decent uh, transfers? Uh, yeah, they had some guys come back home. Yeah, bring, bring him home. Yeah, because obviously Chiano was like, bring him home, and bring, obviously bring him home. Badgers felt that as well. Yeah, yeah. So, who's I mean, the Badger did, that went? Crookshank, Aaron Crookshank. Yeah, that's what it was. So I mean, they did get a couple guys to transfer in that were decent players. Yeah, uh, their recruiting class is better than it has been thanks to Chiano, but still, being <laughs> his first year, but I don't still. I don't think there's a guaranteed win here. Yeah, uh, there's not a guaranteed win, but there's there's a possibility. Maryland. At least you get the push. And then who was, uh, you said? I said Illinois. And possibly Illinois. But we found out the hard way as Badger fans that they got a little better. <laughs> uh, no, they didn't. The Badgers just overlooked them. They just pooped on their leg? Poop. I don't know, Lovey Smith. He, did Lovey Smith shave that beard too? He did. He's a yeah. new man. He's reborn again. Right. But if you got a big win with the beard, you're clearly not a superstitious man. The King on Twitch says, Rutgers... He's going three wins. It's Rush, dude. You got to go with the Sorry. Rush theme. Oh, you're good, bro. <laughs> it's Rush. You got to sing along. All right, Ohio State, though, their over-unders at eight wins. I think we're all hammering that over, right? Yeah. Easily. When's that asteroid coming? When's that super volcano blowing up? Hell, where are the murder hornets at? I was promised murder hornets. Where are they? Well. Where's the aliens? Our asteroid might be in three weeks when they cancel all football. Nelson set the over-under at three. Three weeks. And, Nelson, you set the over-under of three weeks for what? No football? Yeah, no football, especially college. And we set that. Why did we set that, Nelson? What happened yesterday that we decided to set a line of when they'll announce that there will no be, uh, be no college football? Why, why did we do yeah, that? The Big Ten Conference came out, and they announced that they will no longer be playing any non-conference games and strictly playing just a conference schedule. Mm, 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 mm. And then I believe the Pac-12 followed suit. Obviously, you had the Ivy League come out and say they're not going to be playing whatsoever. Mm. So, you know when you get a letter and it starts off with this, especially in 2020, when you get a letter and it starts out with the first sentence, the first, the first couple words says, we are facing uncertain and unprecedented times you know the rest of that letter is going to be bad news. And that's what uh, the Big Ten sent out yesterday. We are facing uncertain and unprecedented times and the health, safety, and wellness of our student-athletes, coaches, game officials, and others associated with our sports programs and campuses remain our number one priority. 
And to that end, they say, we will no longer be playing non-conference games for fall sports. That includes football. So you know what, Wisconsin, Nelly? They're not going to be playing against Notre Dame at Lambeau Field. They're not going to be hosting Southern Illinois on September 12th. And you know what? Or Appalachian State at Camp Randall on September 19th. All of that, Nels, is done. Yeah, and two or three of those were top 25 ranked opponents. Yeah, done. And obviously, I think Wisconsin fans have been looking forward to playing Notre Dame for decades. Indeed they have. Indeed they have. So I don't think you can say the same about Appalachian State, but they are. They were going to come into the season ranked. They were. I mean, I was ready for them to get trucked. All right, so if you want to make a trek, so let's say the Badgers, let's say, let's say, let's just do a home and home. Instead of Notre Dame going to Lambeau Field and us going to Soldier Field the next year, let's say it's going to be just at, you know, it's going to be at Notre Dame Stadium and it's going to be at Camp Randall. That distance, let's let's say Notre Dame, you come up, come up to Camp Randall this year and play instead of Lambeau Field because I think we'd all would like that, right? I would love to see the Fighting Irish at Camp Randall, right? Wouldn't you? Oh, hundred percent. It'd be awesome. I'd rather watch a game at Camp Randall than have to go to Lambeau. Yes. So, Rowdy, Notre Dame, let's say they got on a bus. Let's say they got on a bus and came to Camp Randall. You know how long that takes? It's three hours and 52 minutes. That's 241.3 miles. Can be a bit longer. I've made the, the trek myself just because of Chicago traffic. Sure. But, yeah, it's it's – no more than four and a half hours. So you have this right here, 241.3 miles. So they're not doing any non-conference games this year to help essentially not spread COVID-19 because they don't want to go outside their conference, outside of their comfort zone. Okay, I get that. 251.3 miles. 241.3, excuse me, miles. Almost four-hour drive. They're still going to be playing against Maryland because Maryland's in their conference, right? They still got Maryland on the docket. Still have Maryland. Obviously, they're not playing Rutgers this year, but Rutgers is still in the Big Ten. So Maryland is still on the schedule. They're going to go to Maryland. They're going to Capital One Field, Maryland Stadium, you know, play. That's 842.2 miles. And that's, that's almost 13 hours. And by the way, that's probably not even taking a bus. They're probably flying there. True, yeah. And, and people are freaking out about I'm flights. looking at the mileage. I'm just looking at miles here, like well, if you were I, to drive. But, I'm, yes, they're, they'd be saying, flying. You know, people are freaking out about flying with masks and everything like that. Yeah. So they want to keep it in conference just so they can control it, which I understand. I get it. But if you're playing Maryland, Maryland's 13 hours away, 842 miles. That's in conference. Notre Dame, if they were to come to Camp Randall, that's 241 miles. That's four hours. Like, what's. And plus, if we're going to go play in Indiana, or, or if Indiana's going to come here and play us. And we're gonna go play Illinois. What's the what's the difference? I mean, you're already you're already by Chicago anyways. If you're going to Notre Dame, right? What's I don't get it. Yeah, there's not much of a difference between Northwestern, Notre Dame, or Indiana. I don't get it. When it comes to the mileage thing, it's you're traveling farther to go play the likes of Maryland, and you're traveling uh, or Indiana than you would be to playing Notre Dame if Notre Dame were just come to Camp Randall. You are traveling this. Some of these non-conference games, you're traveling farther to play conference games than you would be to some of these non-conference guys. Now, Appalachian State, a little farther away. What, Boone, North Carolina. But South Illinois, you'd, 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 you'd drive farther to go play Indiana than you would. Eh, it'd be close. 
But some of these, or Maryland, you definitely would. Some of these, Nelly, you're driving farther to play conference games than you would non-conference games. Yeah, now this was just the Big Ten Conference that did this. Yeah, Pac-12 came out and done, and done yeah. it too. So now it's ACC, SEC, those conferences are still playing full schedules. Yeah. So we'll see if they follow suit or not. But the ACC did come out and say that they would supply Notre Dame with more games. Yes. If more of these teams canceled, like Wisconsin, like the USC and the Stanford's on their schedule. Yeah. But now the King kind of mentioned this on Twitch. What happens with Notre Dame in their schedule? If you're playing all Atlantic coastal conference teams, you're going from South Bend, Indiana, the Midwest, uh-huh. heart of the Midwest, all of a sudden to the East Coast and playing. Yeah, how's that make any week? sense? How's that make sense? If you're playing the ACC teams, yeah, you're you're going from <laughs> you're going so from you, so now Notre Dame Midwest to East Coast is still going Midwest to East Coast every other week. It's the, so teams are going to be traveling. It's something you can't you can't really get around. You know how they can get around it. And it's it's worst case scenario. You don't have a season. You cancel the season. That's how you get around it. And the letter that Barry Alvarez sent out yesterday, you know, and the commissioner of the Big Ten, he admitted what he said is like not good. Him saying that the move to a conference only schedule still doesn't mean sports are guaranteed to happen. He he's saying don't. It's like the Adam Silver comments. Yeah, it's just setting it up for. Three weeks from now, and they say, well, well, sorry. Sorry. No season. Sorry. Ain't happening. All right, so there you go. That's what's going on with uh, Big Ten football and now Pac-12 as well. We do have two Twitter polls out, and you can call it in, too, uh, you know, if you want to. 608-321-1670. Twitter zone Madison, Facebook zone Madison. You can uh, also comment on Twitch, twitch.tv. Search my name, Ebo says. Hit that follow button. You can watch us and uh, interact there. But we have two polls going on right now. The first from our sports director, Zach Heilprin, says, how many games do you expect to see the Badgers play this fall? No games? They'll play some games or a full season. Right now, it's resounding. Almost over 300 votes early on in the Twitter poll. 63.6%, a huge majority saying, there's going to be no games this fall. We don't expect to see the Badgers play any. Sad, man. But with us, Nelly, we got to spin it with a little gambling. Because updated win totals from Vegas yeah. based on a 10-game schedule. We both picked some games. Oh, yeah, I picked some games. I think they're going to start the season and cancel it. Same as you? Yep. Our other poll that I put up. Do you think they – sorry, real quick. Do you no, think they make it to October? No. I, I'm with you. I think, <laughs> it, I think it gets canceled sometime in September. Part of me thinks they don't even – Part of me thinks there's going to be no season. But a little bit thinks they're going to try it, and then come mid-September it's done. Okay, but – if they do make it and we do have a full season, which I'm crossing my fingers, crossing my toes, crossing everything in hopes of that going to happen because I want to see a season. I need to see a season. I need something. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my mind. Revised Big Ten win totals on a 10-game conference schedule come out from Vegas. And I said, which bet would you rather take? Ohio State, is their over-under win total set at 8. Wisconsin's over-under win total set at 7.5. And the mighty Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, their over-under win total is set at? One. Which would you take? Ohio State over eight wins, Wisconsin over seven and a half, Wisconsin under seven and a half, or Rutgers over one win. Nelson, the biggest bet, the best bet to make on this board is? The 
Ohio State University over eight. I would actually put a obviously they're going to add another game, but it doesn't matter to me. They're by far the best team in the conference. I put a nice chunk of money on that. Now Rutgers at one and Wisconsin at seven and a half. I think those lines are pretty fair. <laughs> I love it. Rutgers at one. Pretty fair. Pretty I think it's pretty fair too. Who's brave enough to take Rutgers over on their over under win total of one? I am. I think they got one in them. That means at least get a push. Then I'll get greedy with the second. Do you think a half would have been better for Rutgers? Yeah, I mean they'll they'll luck their way into one win. I mean, don't at least they you get a push? Do that? I I'm feel thinking like maybe you could finish, luck your way into two. They always finish the Big Ten with like one win. <laughs> All right, so here's a question. This is a good point. OB tweets in at Zone Madison. OB says, okay, for college football, there's this team called the Rainbow Warriors. They're in Hawaii, right? And they're on strict lockdown. That's what OB says. OB tweets in, what about Hawaii? Because if you travel there, you have to quarantine for 14 days in Hawaii. If you don't, they arrest you and throw you in jail. They are literally checking people's social media accounts. If you fly into Hawaii and you get busted leaving your hotel or wherever you're quarantining to go just to a beach, even if it is by yourself, they will find you and throw you into the clink. There's strict lockdown quarantine rules in Hawaii. 14 days. What do you do? If you're, if you're, if you're Hawaii and you're having teams come in or if you're like traveling then come back, what do you do? How do you even have a football season? Yeah, well, we kind of talked about this earlier in the week when we were talking about UFC and Fight Island because one of the guys who's fighting for the belt is from Hawaii. Yeah. He trains in his camp, is in Hawaii, and he was tongue-in-cheek, I think, was talking about how he couldn't spar, he couldn't go train. It's been a lot of conditioning. It's been a lot of Zumba, which, if you believe that, again. But still, for a college, you that's not one guy you're trying to hide in a facility. That's a whole team of 100 people. Yeah, good luck having a football it, season. That's a, OB's got a great point here. What is Hawaii going to do? I I can't come up. I, I think they're the only team in Hawaii. I can't come up with another one. I think that's about it. There's no Hawaii State. No, there's not. <laughs> Hawaii's screwed. Hey, but here at the end of the day, if you are on the Hawaii football team or a student there, Worst case scenario, Nelly, if you don't have a team, at least you're still in paradise. Or you're still stuck in a tropical island. I think you're going to be okay. Or the NFL just goes ahead with a season, and then your reward for being on the Hawaii football team is a scrimmage, a flag football scrimmage against the Pro Bowlers in the NFL. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and there's going to be no one wanting to go anyways. You'll have to be like going against Mitch Trubisky. He'll be like the eighth alternate. Trubisky will have like 20 interceptions and eight touchdowns, and he'll still be an alternate for the Pro Bowl. I bet you Hawaii could be a Trubisky-led Pro Bowl team. Man, see, when you bring up teams like Hawaii, there's so many questions that aren't answered. They're screwed. Mark my words, Hawaii's not going to play football. It, it kind of comes down to the other discussion we had yesterday. Someone needs to make a decision and run with it and do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Time is of the essence. Hawaii is not going to have a football. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. How would you ever fly into Hawaii when you're when maybe maybe because you play football and bring in money? I guess maybe you can skirt around some laws. I don't know because if you have money and we've seen football players Nelly get out of trouble or out of the law countless amounts of times. Hell, this is basketball. But Zion Williamson's stepfather, how much money did he get under the table? Four hundred k. Four hundred k. Whatever happened to that guy? What happened to Zion Williamson? It seems like he's doing pretty fine in the NBA, right? 
we know if you are good at a sport and have money, you get out of situations that the normal American, the average Joe, has got to abide by. Maybe Hawaii can skirt around it. I don't know. I don't know. But right now, you need to quarantine 14 days. Hawaii it ain't going to happen, bro. So maybe that goes back to that Twitter poll that Zach, our uh, sports director, tweeted out. You know, just, just Hawaii's an extreme case, sure. But look at Wisconsin. How many games do you expect them to play this fall? None, some, or all? Or maybe they have to go with what James Franklin said, Penn State head coach. Some teams are going to be able to go on. Some teams won't be able to go. Madness. What if it's a if it's a ten game non conference or a ten game conference only schedule, and some teams in the conference aren't ready to go? How the hell? What are you gonna have like a a seven game conference? Seven game like six, ten, eight? What are you gonna do? Maybe that's the real reason the Big Ten now has fourteen teams. <laughs> you have four teams on standby. Four teams on standby. Sorry, Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska. God is. Is Nebraska a standby team? <laughs> just the bottom. Just name the bottom feeders. <laughs> All right, the bottom feeders then, according to the over-under win total. Rutgers, Michigan State, Maryland, Purdue. We'll have those be standby. All right, so yeah, the NFL, my God, is this the dumbest-ass thing I've ever heard in my entire life? And that's saying something in the year of 2020 because there's a lot of dumbass stuff that has been going down since January. All right, so, Nelly, uh, a new rule. Health and safety protocol in the NFL. Are you ready for this one? NFL teams will be forbidden from post-game interactions within six feet of each other and forbidden to exchange jerseys between players during the 2020 season. Why? Because of COVID-19. Now, Nelly, in the game of football, three and a half hours-ish, that's how long a game lasts. Ish, three and a half, three twenty. I think it's like three, three twenty-three, something like that. What do they do for three hours and almost three and a half hours? Hitting, tackling, touching, T- touching, snot, blood, piss, tears, guts, e- everything, everything, piling on each other, right? And they're like big. Like let's say f- someone fumbles the football by the. Let's say the quarterback drops the football right from the snap. What happens? Doesn't the big dog pile happen? Yeah, 100%. They're all, big they're scrum. All big scrum. They're all, like, touching each other and poking each other in the eyes and hitting people in the goodies and stuff. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that what happens? Anything goes at the bottom of a pile. So they do that for about three and a half hours, right? Correct. And these same players, once the final whistle blows, these same players now aren't allowed to shake hands, high five, have interactions within six feet, or exchange jerseys? What? Am I missing something? Yeah, and they'll all have tested negative to be able to play and be in the stadium. Yeah, because you gotta be you, gotta, you have, a, have to have a negative test to get into the stadium, right? Yep, no COVID allowed. And then you're you're all over each other for three and a half hours, right? But then once the final whistle blows, you can't get within six feet of each other to do a handshake or a high five or exchange jerseys. How does that make any sense? Yeah, and the NFL is taking even more precautions with fans. No, stuff off. There'll probably be no fans in the sands. If not, it'll be limited capacity. I'm pretty sure they already put out a rule saying players should probably social distance when not in the game. Yeah. I don't understand how uh, you can basically beat other, the hell out of one of each other. Other people on the sideline who are not players or coaches must be masked up. Yeah, and there's the other rule, too. I was just Well, thank you for reminding me. Other game day protocols. Coaches and players won't be required to wear masks on the sideline. 
but everyone else in the bench area does. And the NFL was working on and put a lot of money and time into new helmets. Yes, which with face shields and they look pretty dumb. But oh, yeah. it's all supposed to be for safety. And we'll tell you about some comments from JJ Watt about those helmets, Nelly. But first, I'm just I'm tempted to see who's on the phone line right here. Who do I got? What's up, Sam? I should have known it was you. <laughs> I I ran out of sauce. I had to go on a beer oh, run. Oh, Charlie, my phone's breaking up. We'll get to you in a second. Cutting out, cutting in and out there, Chuck. Sorry. All right, Rowdy. Sorry, Charlie. Just my phone line was. I don't know. Maybe it's your line. The Houston Texans better hope that the NFL doesn't have to have those uh, required face shields that you were just talking about. Because uh, last time I checked, J.J. Watt, he was pretty good, right? He's one of their highest paid players. He's, pretty, he's, he's, he's a damn good player in the NFL, right? Like he's, He'd be a reason why you'd turn on uh, the NFL. Let's say you're a casual fan. J.J. Watt would be one of the reasons why you turn on the TV to watch, right? Yeah, he's a huge name. Huge. People know him. J.J. Watt says he will not play this season. If the NFL makes them wear those mask helmets, he said he'd sit out the season. During an interview with uh, Pro Football Talk, Watt made it clear that he'd be skipping the season if they had to wear a protective face shield. Watt said, quote, my second year in the league, I thought it'd be cool. I put a visor on my helmet. I was like, yeah, it looks cool. I want to put a visor on. And then he says, on about three periods of uh, my first practice, I said, I need to take this sucker off. I'm going to die out here. I can't breathe. So, so now you're going to put something around my mouth. You can keep that if you want. If it comes to that, if that comes into play, I don't think you're going to see me on the field. End quote, J.J. Watt. That's a pretty big name saying yeah, that with, they don't want to do that. With a visor, obviously, when it's extremely hot, extremely cold, it also fog up. Yeah, so J.J. Watt's like, I'm not playing if they have make us wear these face shields. <laughs> that's that's a big name. That guy draws a lot of attention to the TV set. Let's go back to the phones. Hopefully they're fixed. Sorry, Chuck. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Mitch in Madison. Mitch in Madison. All of, the, all of a sudden, my phone lines work great. What's up, Mitch? Um, This is what they need to do. Uh, This will bring back the big hits, too. You know, the uh, in-between uh, at the Mallards games, the in-between things where you run from first – and run from third in those big like bubbles. Yeah, uh, just put the football. Just put every every player in one of those big bubbles, and you can just get the big hits back. It's gonna be like hamster ball out there. Right, right. Yeah. Or how about like giant those giant sumo suits? There it is. Except, <laughs> except we seal we like medically seal it off, so they can't get any germs right. in there. Be like right. Howard That's... Hughes in his final days in his like medically sealed room, so no germs could get in. Yeah, I mean, I get what the NFL is trying to do with that, but. It's stupid. <laughs> like, Dude, all all it, of these players, you have to have a negative test to be able to even enter the stadium. And then you're going to make them do all these insane rules of you. Like coaches and players won't be required to wear masks on the sidelines, but everyone else on the bench will. They're thinking about doing these face shields on the helmet. And then you have to stay six feet away from each other after the game, after you've got done beating the hell out of each other for three and a half hours. All they got to do is, behind closed doors after the game, swap the jerseys if they want. Nobody's going to stop them. Nobody cares. There'll be a snitch in there. You guarantee it, man. Yeah, probably. It'll be Dr. Karen. Fauci NFL around. Karen. Yeah. There'll be no definite some NFL Karens around. <laughs> Mitch, what's going on this weekend? You got your, uh, is that your grand your granddad's birthday this weekend? Yes, sir. The 90. big nine zero. Man beat Rona, too. He beat COVID-19. Yep. You, yep. you give him a, a happy birthday from Nellie and I, would you? I will, for sure. 
All right, Mitch, have fun, brother. All right, see you, bye. See you, man. Yeah, dude, this, doesn't, this don't make no yeah, sense. Yeah, the NFL's coming up with these stupid rules where if your protocols worked and it's set up like it should, there's no reason why they can't be doing this. But at the end of the day, this isn't the most hypocritical or dumb thing the NFL has done even just this week. I mean, it's on par for the course that is the NFL. The NFL, when it comes to their quote-unquote player safety pre-COVID-19, some of their stances they have made, everything the NFL does is usually pretty asinine, right, Nelly? But we still watch. Like, face shield right now for me with the NFL is not even close to number one with what the hell's going on right now. Yeah, it's pretty much insanity, man. Um, <laughs> what's your biggest gripe right now? I'm just curious. Well, I just – the Deshaun Jackson thing's just really bugging me. I think it bugs a lot of people. I mean, he's anti-Semitic. He came out and he quoted Adolf Hitler. And you know who – there's only like two people that have said anything about it. Julian Edelman um, and oh God, the other guy's name escapes me from the NFL that said something about it. Other than that, I mean, Drew Brees can say he stands for the national anthem because his grandfather and his dad were in the service, and he gets chastised for it. That's what I'm saying. Throwing under the bus. Deshaun Jackson talks about, he quotes Adolf Hitler and blamed Jewish people for the downfall of America. You don't hear a word about it. And that's what's bugging me is a guy like Drew Brees can tell you straight up why he stands for the national anthem after he already came out and said, I understand that there's racial equality in this country and, you know, I work to make that better every day, but I stand for this reason. And every, almost every single NFL player came out against Drew Brees. They dragged this guy so much. He like apologized three times and still dragged him for, for standing for the national anthem. And then that's where we've also talked about this. You got to pick a side and go with it. You can't be in the middle. Drew Brees never should have apologized. He had nothing to apologize for. Deshaun Jackson did anti-Semitic quotes and uh, comments and quoted Adolf Hitler. And then Steven Jackson defended him, not once, but twice. And then there haven't hardly been any NFL players to step up and actually say something about it. Like I, you mentioned earlier in the show, Richard Sherman talking about how these rules are so stupid. Yeah. Richard Sherman's a guy that's very vocal in the NFL. He hasn't said a word about Deshaun Jackson, but he did come out and talk about Deshaun Jackson earlier in Deshaun Jackson's career because they both grew up in rougher neighborhoods when it came out that Deshaun Jackson could possibly be gang affiliated. Yeah, I remember that. And he came out and said, you know, I understand kind of where he's coming from. We both grew up in tougher neighborhoods. This is kind of a thing, but I think he's a good guy. Well, now fast forward. How many years do you have a comment on that now? It's it's insane. As a society, you, saying, can, you can do multiple things at once. You can walk and chew gum. You can understand there's racial inequality, and you can also call another guy out for being anti-Semitic and quoting Adolf Hitler. Okay. And I'm saying that everyone's human. Everyone makes mistakes. No doubt about it. Yeah. But if you're going to call it one place, you need to call it other places. It's insane. So, I mean, that's all, that's honestly my biggest gripe to the NFL, too. Because no one said anything. You get thrown under the bus and dragged for saying, here's why I stand for the national anthem by the whole league. But another guy can quote Adolf Hitler and blame Jewish people for the downfall of America 
and no one and says fact, a and word. And the fact that someone else backed that up. And, and Steven and Jackson back backed it up. Is an idiot. Twice. Now, he did apologize after uh, coming on for a third time. It's just insane. It's insanity. So yesterday, the Brewers had their second inner squad scrimmage. Oh, yeah. Live on the socials. And there was a bonus. Do tell. There was, they brought out the better production crew? There was some audio. <laughs> They're getting better each and every time, Nelly. And it was really confusing because at first, I'm like, are they piping in crowd noise? Is this like a, a, like a dry run-through? <laughs> and then I... Because it was like, it might have been because of the internet connection too, because it's well, the first kind of off. Not yesterday, but the day before. It was, really, it was choppy and just kind of weird. Yeah, so I'm like trying to figure out when it first started hearing things was, did they have audio? Are they pumping this in? And then I realized that I think it was legit. They must have had like on-field audio, so you really couldn't yeah. hear anything, but you could hear like the bats hitting yeah, the balls. Could, yeah, which is nice. A little crack so it's a little bit something different. But I will say this, the shaky <laughs> changing of of the screens and the, the <laughs> it was still <laughs> it was shaky. Still, it, it got slightly better? A little bit, but slightly flashing up the logo, the the transitions from, you know, one camera to the next camera. Yeah. Still had a lot to be desired, but Hey, they're working their kinks out. They're working their kinks stay out. Stay tuned. Right? They're working their kinks out. <laughs> but stay tuned. Yeah, I, I watched a little bit of it. Um, you probably watched more than me. Cause I, well, I, I didn't watch much, but I watched a little. I turned it on at one, right? Because, you know, it's supposed to be starting. And then kind of like a normal baseball game, it really didn't pop off until 110. Yeah. Brandon Woodruff was on the mound. So I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to see what Woody looks like. They had more known players, not guys that were, you know, fighting for that last spot on a roster sure, yeah. in the game yesterday. So I'm like, all right, I'll stay up and watch this. Keywords keywords stay up. Yeah, I was I was kind of starting to fall asleep for a nap. <laughs> and I knew I had a dentist appointment at two o'clock. So I'm like, I'll watch a little bit of this. Who comes trotting out there first at bat leadoff hitter? Your boy. Orlando Arcia. And now batting Orlando Arcia. First couple pitches. Strike, swing and a miss. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> oh boy. And then all of a sudden, it looked like Brandon Woodruff painted the corner and struck out Orlando Arcia. But the home plate umpire did not give him the call. Yeah. And you could tell, like, the catcher and uh, Woodruff were kind of joking about it because mm-hmm. it, it looked like a strike. Yeah. And then what happens the next pitch? Orlando Arcia gets a base hit up the middle. Well, so he sneaked one out. Yeah, after after getting after that could have been generous up. call after not being rung up. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, all right. Christian Yelich comes stepping up next. All of a sudden, you know, he's a head-on Christian Yelich. He's got two strikes. And he burns another one off the outside corner, and Christian Yelich watches it go by. Home plate umpire rings up Christian Yelich. <laughs> What what are we who, what are we doing? Who's that home plate umpire? Christian Yelich can't get a call, but Orlando Arcia's getting the call. What's going on here, man? Well, he, then you I know why? Up, it's because uh, the ump was listening. And he heard you talking smack about Arcia yesterday, and his white gloves. Yeah, yeah. Then I ended up uh, falling asleep, taking a little nap, waking up, and then having to go to my dentist appointment, and then the scrimmage was over. So yeah, I saw two batters. Um, I essentially kind of did the same thing. I was a little tired yesterday, so I I turned it on. 
I was uh, I, I, at first I was sitting on my couch, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get a little more comfy. Eyes are getting heavy. I'm like, I'm gonna get a little more comfy. And what I'm gonna do is put my legs up here and put a nice little pillow behind my head. And as I'm watching, oh yeah, the sleepies came. Boom! I was out on that couch. That's one. That's what I love about baseball. If you want to take a legit nap, you put an afternoon baseball game on. If you want to take, that's ah, golf. It's still golf. Golf, that's what I was just getting at. And then golf, if you want to take a legit, like a little, maybe a little hungover nap on a Sunday, because you know you got after it Saturday night. Sunday, oh, you put on some golf, and you just mm, 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 start sawing some logs. Well, Beautiful. I, I will say this. It is a lot easier to fall asleep watching those brewer scrimmages because there's not a ton of noise. You did get your occasional uh, ball hitting a bat or something like that yesterday, which was a bonus. But, yeah, it's pretty tough just watching the uh, – like a silent movie. Yeah, it's tough. When you're already kind of a little tired, you're kind of laying <laughs> your down. Your eyes are getting heavy. And, you know, there's like no noise coming from the TV. And you know it's just a scrimmage, so you're not yeah. 100% focused in. So it's funny you say you bring it up about the uh, umpires because when I came back to Nelly at the end of the game, I'm sorry, at the end of the scrimmage, Ben Gamble was up, and he took a clear and obvious ball to end the game, and the ump rung him up and called it a strike. Done. Gamble looks at the ump, then Gamble points up and was looking up at the, because uh, on the scoreboard, on the video screen, they show they show the like the, the strike tracker, the pitch tracker, yep. and the ball was clearly outside. It was a, a total ball. And Ben Gamble pointed at it, and then they just started chuckling. Then they went off and walked off the field. Isn't that funny? You, like, you show the umpire, like, yo, dude, you... Uh, you called this a strike. It was a clear and obvious ball. And they just chuckled and walked out the field. <laughs> See, it is kind of funny because I saw two at bats and I thought there was two bad calls. And then mm-hmm. you said there was one at the end. But uh, I think the umpire is one of the guys on the coaching staff. I can't remember who it is, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I could dig around and look it up. Sp- something I didn't have to dig around too hard before because I found this uh, on Twitter. The Brewers yesterday. Isn't this the ultimate tease? So we had months of the Major League Baseball, the owners, and the Players Association just bitching at each other nonstop, just an ultimate pissing match for months. We have a 60-game season coming up. We easily, if they would have got their heads out of their asses, we easily could have got a half of a season, an 81-game season. We could have maybe even got 100 games. But these guys are so just idiots on both sides that we only got a 60-game season. Well, how about this for the ultimate tease? The Brewers yesterday dropped on us the 2021 full 162-game schedule. How about that, Rowdy? Did you see that drop? Yeah, I actually didn't see that. They're opening April April 1st, and it's not Fool's, April Fool's Day. April 1st is going to be opening day, and the Brewers will host the Minnesota Twins. Oh, a little interleague to start the season. It'll go Twins April 1st, which is a Thursday, Friday game off or day off, then Saturday, Twins, Sunday, Twins. And then they go to Wrigley, three-game set. Then they have a three-game set in St. Louis. Then they'll host the Cubs, then the off day. Then they'll host the Pirates. Then they'll go to San Diego. Uh, scholars say, who lost the translation long ago, but they say it, it uh, translates to a whale's vagina. They'll go to San Diego. It's interesting, that the they're, it's interesting that then they're they playing come, in April again. Then, they, then Rowdy... They go back after San Diego. They have an off day. Then they go to Chicago again to play the Cubs. 
And then they'll host the Marlins. And then to finish off April, they'll host the Dodgers. I wonder if this has anything to do with COVID. Because they're they're starting up in April again. Because the last few years it's been late March. Yeah, April, they've started well, like a week yeah, early. Yeah, it's April 1st. But, dude, in the month of April, you get they go to Chicago, host Chicago, and then go to Chicago again. They get three three-game sets with the Cubs to start the season. They also have one against the uh, Cards at Bush Stadium. How about that for a schedule? And you have the Dodgers, too, at the end. And the Twins are probably going to be good. It's all downhill from there. Wow. And then, let's see, in the month of May, you finish. You start off with the, finishing the Dodgers series, which is a four-game set, actually. Then you get the Phillies, or you go to Philly. Then you go to Miami. Then you host St. Louis. Then you host the Braves. Then you get two in Kansas City against the Royals. Then you finally get the Reds in Cincinnati. Then the Padres come for a four-game set. Then you got the Nats to finish off May. And then you get the Tigers uh, to start June. It's just pretty crazy that they were able to come out with this schedule so quick for 2021. Yeah. And it took forever just to get players out there and back in 2020. So you got the Nats. The season upon us. You got the Phillies. You got the Nats. You got the Dodgers, the Marlins. You have the Rockies. Uh, Diamondbacks, Mets. It'll all be like a normal season. Yeah, again. Royals. For now. For now. Good point. Giants. You host the Giants. That's in August. Uh, yeah, so there you Hopefully, go. Hopefully, during that schedule, we'll also be having Brewer bus trips again. Oh, my God. What's the, Can you remind me again? What's a bus trip? Like What, what are we doing, though? I, f- I forget. Yeah, well, normally we... I might have forget because maybe the last time I had one, I overserved myself. We order tickets. Okay. We get a bus. And we have listeners buy tickets. What? Then they have all you can eat and drink on the bus. We and do? then we go to the Brewer game and watch the Brewers beat the Cubs. All together? Like we're in the bus together, right? Shoulder to shoulder. Drinking? Eating? Last time Partying? there was also a fireball being passed around. Oh, yeah. I brought, I brought that. No cups. I brought that. We, yeah, right <laughs> Straight on, from the bottle. Straight from the bottle. I did that. I, do you think I could do that again in 2021? I don't know. I'd hope so. I hope so. How many people, if you know, say this is all behind us, right? Okay. We got this bus trip in April. We're going to see the Brewers take on the Cubs. Okay. How many people do you think after this pandemic would still take that fireball out of the bottle? Well, I would. Would you? I'm saying uh, just other listeners because it was, it was being passed around quite easily with no one really questioning it. Now, with some of the booze hounds that were on there, I'm going to say probably status quo. I'm going to go out on a limb and say not many people will put it in their own shot glass to do it. Just right right from it. I would do it. I don't give a crap, dude. I think I'm going to – but here's what I th- – You don't think more here, people would be hesitant after COVID? On our party bus? That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, some of the old – some of the old uh, If it's our party bus, I don't think so. If we're on some wussies party bus, then yeah, I think so. But we ain't no wussies on our party bus, Nelly. You know that. Some of the old characters, I, I had, I had a. It was a one-sided debate, essentially. But I had a big debate with one of the guys on a party bus we took, about how he was one hundred and ten percent sure that the fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke. <laughs> <laughs> he was one hundred and ten percent sure the fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke was dead. <laughs> And I told him, dude, I see Pam no, no, every was, single was one, morning. It was one further. Not only was she dead, 
but she was also the fabulous sports babe. Yeah. It was one and the same person. Not only was she the fabulous farm babe, but she's also the fabulous sports babe. I said, dude, <laughs> I'm going to guarantee you right now that she's alive. I see her every single morning. The, the farm show is before my show. And in fact, you know what? Before we left to go to Miller Park, I saw her and said goodbye to her. I can tell you right now that she's alive. No, not possible. Not possible. I'm like, no, it is possible. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, and that guy did not care if, what he drank out of. Yeah, there were a lot of bets that were being thrown around that day and obviously other days. But I believe there was an, another bet where Cleveland was going to win eight games. Oh yeah, the Browns, because that was right after the Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, oh yeah, the dude. <laughs> uh, Andy Sands on Twitch says I would still take a pull of Fireball from your bus trip, boys. Well, you're invited, Andy. From the last bus trip though, we took to Miller Park. I think the reason why we all got really just way too lit up, it wasn't the keg. It wasn't the margaritas that I shouldn't have drank. I think what started it all off was that bottle of Fireball. I think that was our ultimate doom. Man, that's what we started off. The, that bottle was gone in like 20 minutes. I think that's the reason why we uh, we just, set ourselves up for failure. Just right reminiscing there. about that bus trip. You had people passing out, not making it into the stadium. Passing out, yeah, in on another bus. Um... Someone's getting their shirt stolen. 95% of the bus sleeping on the way back. Yeah. And dropping a guy off in, in the middle of nowhere in a, at a highway. Yeah. And then off he went. He's, st- he's still around, by the way. Yeah, he signed up for the... He signed up for the other bus trip. Yeah. Before he got canceled. Oof. My liver hurts just thinking about it. The only thing... I remember two things vividly. Chase Anderson... <laughs> dropping a bunt down? Dropping a bunt down for a suicide squeeze. And Nelson almost fighting Girl Scouts. I would. You could fight Thomas and Girl Scouts <laughs> at the same time, I think, Rowdy.